BG Mania, a video game music podcast for December 25th, 2019, is made possible by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. On with the show. BG Mania, a weekly video game music podcast brought to you by Level Down Games, and this week by Santa Claus as well. I'm Brian, joined as always by the fat, jolly elf himself. It's Frank. Hey, Born of Dala, audio <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but it's festive, Frank. I had to do it. It just, it's, tis the season to be jolly, as they say. And I am festively fit. For those just joining us, what we like to do here at BG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes, which will always be announced in advance. So you're guaranteed to hear something new, something fresh, and something exciting each and every week. If you're new to the world of video game music podcasts, you are in for a treat, but for all the veterans that may be stumbling upon our neck of the Lost Woods for the very first time, Frank and I definitely tell more personal stories about the games we play music from and about the tracks themselves, instead of constantly diving into music theory and breaking apart each track instruments at a time. As always, we hope you enjoy the episode we have lined up for your listening pleasure today. Do not forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. Yesterday, we put up our bonus episode, as we generally always do on Christmas Eve. That's where you got to listen to Radio Hour Volume 30. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that one. It was another story type of a episode for the holidays, kind of like we did The Legend of Sleepy Hollow back during October for Halloween. This was a reading of Christmas Eve and other stories from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. So go check that bonus episode out if you missed it yesterday. Uh, still had the normal 12 tracks from, you know, five from me, five from Frank, one from the listeners, which was from Bedroth and one from Jessica. But we also, you know, we just had a story in between. We weren't really talking about the tracks. So check it out. It was a great episode worth listening to. The reason we kicked that to the bonus episode yesterday for the holidays and are doing something different for the last official episode of BG Mania this month is because for the first time, Wednesday is Christmas. And I thought we would celebrate that by doing an episode taking a look at Santa Claus cameos in video games. 
or not necessarily even cameos. It could be Santa Claus as a starring role, as we're going to see in several of these games today. It's something that isn't as widespread as you might think it is. There's not that many games that have Santa Claus in them. There's only there's less than 20. There might be more. You know, it, we're talking small cameos that have no music attached to them. Like, uh, you know, there might be like a Santa hat in a game that turns a character into Santa Claus for something. I, I necessarily wasn't counting that. I was trying to find legit instances of Santa Claus in the game. And I found 16 versions. One game appears twice, but the music was so good from this game that I had to have it on the show twice. But I think this is going to be a fun episode and very, very festive with some timingly fitting music. Hell yes. Kringle Fest 2019. Kringle Fest 2019. Indeed. Brian, Brian, can we share the good news and thank them for what we just found out? Yeah. Yeah, we definitely should. Are you talking about our uh, award? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I mentioned this on our Discord channel. I mentioned this in our uh, not ours, but the Facebook, you know, fan group, uh, VGM podcast fans, Facebook group. Uh, but Podbean recently released their what is it? Their top 10 list for all the different categories of the podcasts for each year. And BG Mania, thanks to all of your support, thanks to all of your downloads, thanks to all of your streams, thanks to all of your listens. BG Mania ranked number 10 for the entire year of 2019 in the leisure category, which encompasses like hobbies, video games, all that stuff. Now, that's not Apple Podcasts, and that's not, you know, Podbean doesn't have nearly the size of a footprint as Apple Podcasts does. But even still, getting to that point on Podbean to be number 10 out of all of the podcasts that they have on their actual service, that's incredible. And I'm so happy about that. Like, I saw that news when they put it out. They sent us an email. I actually submitted a testimonial to them where they're going to put us up because we won that award. They're going to put us up and they're going to start promoting the show for us as well because of that, because we are one of the top listened to podcasts on their service in 2019. How freaking cool is that? They sent us a little like award to put on our website. Oh, man, I'm so happy about that. And I cannot thank you guys enough that we that we got that far. Thank you all. Like, it's, it's an absolute honor to be up there. Yeah, it, it's such a cool feeling to have a podcast, you know, be up in the top 10 and just know that this is downloaded and streamed that often that it got us into the top 10. So, I, you know, I can see metrics and I can see what our listenership looks like and I can see how many people are actually listening to the show on a weekly and specifically on a monthly basis. And I literally cannot thank all of you enough because it is incredible. It's an amazing feeling. And hopefully the show just continues to grow, reaches new heights, both this show and Max Level. If you like the show, really, I honestly do humbly ask that you check out our other show, Max Level, every Monday on any podcast service that you listen to podcasts on uh, myself. Frank, Sean, Kyle, and Dan from leveldowngames.com. We have a lot of fun discussing like the latest games coming out, uh, upcoming games. We play games. We talk about the hottest topics in the industry at that time. It's a lot of fun. So if you like this, go check that out for something different, but still equally as fun to listen to. The opening track that you heard was Christmas Card Music Number 1 from a Japanese-only game by the name of Santa Claus no Takarabako which loosely translates to like Santa Claus's secret treasure or something like that, if I'm remembering correctly from my research that I did. This released in Japan on April 12th, 1987 for the Nintendo Entertainment System 
and it was published over there by Data East. The composer is unknown. I was literally unable to find this composer just because of how obscure this game actually is. I was actually shocked that I was able to find this game and find the music for it. There are two modes to play Santa Claus no Takarabako. You can either create a Christmas card or you can play a few party games with friends. And we're talking like dice, casino-like party games in a in a Christmassy game. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> uh, you can play this game solo, but it was not designed to be played solo. It was definitely designed to be played with friends, except for if you're making a Christmas card, which is a cool little idea for a game, you know, sitting there making Christmas cards. But I really enjoy this track because it is a traditional Christmas carol for the most part. It's Silent Night. And I don't know if you know this, Frank, and anyone out there probably listening does not know this about me, but Silent Night is my favorite Christmas carol of all time. And it literally almost makes me cry every time I hear it. Like that song is so emotional to me. It's so touching that it's hard for me to get through listening to that without getting somewhat emotional. I did not think a religious Christmas song would be your favorite. I am not necessarily a huge religious person. But I I also am deeply rooted in religious concepts, especially like, you know, Christianity type concepts. Uh, I I am I am a big fan of Silent Night. It was my mom's favorite Christmas song of all time. And I think that's also a big reason why it makes me so emotional. Um, You know, my mom passed away several years ago, 10 years ago, actually. But I, 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 I don't know. I really like this one. I like a lot of traditional religious Christmas songs like Away in a Manger is also another huge favorite of mine. My, my favorite Christmas song is also my parents' favorite Christmas song and it's a religious one. Uh, it's Oh Holy Night. Okay, another fantastic one. Uh, the first Noel also in my top five. That's another great one. <laughs> yeah, and um, probably my uh, my other top five, uh, Oh Little Town of Bethlehem. I just heard a really, really good version of that song too. Was it a uh, like a rock version or an actual it, it, like it, legit? It, it was... Um, it was a little town of Bethlehem to the beat of um, the House of the Rising Sun by the animals. Oh, OK. I'll check that out. That sounds really cool. I'll have to check that out. But yeah, Silent Night uh, will always be my number one. And hearing that in chiptune form on the NES was super cool to me because normally we've talked about this before. Anytime you hear Christmas music in, in video games, it generally is like jingle bells. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost always jingle bells. So almost to hear, exclusively. <laughs> yeah. So to hear more traditional, you know, Christmas music that isn't Jingle Bells and it is something so emotional and so touching as Silent Night was uh, was really cool. I kind of wish we would have gotten this game over in North America because I'd love to check this out. Like, I would like to, like, experience this game and just kind of see what it was I would have made Christmas but... cards for all my fa- friends and family. Yeah, like NES Christmas cards. How freaking cool would that be? Yeah. You'd have to, like, show them in the game because there's no way to get them out of the game. But still. Would have been, uh, they they could have cool. made it work for the password system. Yeah, you're out. Oh, damn, you're right. That would have been cool. Like if you make a card and then it generates a password and you give somebody that password and it shows the card on the screen, kind of like Animal Crossing and trading furniture. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and then there could be universal codes for the Christmas cards. Oh, uh, we would have spent many an hour, many an hour back in. 1987 at the the prime age of one for me finding universal codes <laughs> if anyone could do it it would have been you brian oh i know i know i am amazing no, i'm just kidding <sighs> i'm gonna end the year with me hating you <laughs> that's all right i began the year with me hating you so. yeah what's changed nothing really so let's move on to our second track on the episode today frank i think you're really gonna like this one from dead rising 4 this is coldest time of the year 
And that was Coldest Time of the Year from Dead Rising 4, released here in North America on December 6th, 2016 for PC and Xbox One. PS4 would eventually see it on December 5th, 2017, so one a year later. That was composed by Alexa Lozolchuk, with vocals done by Melissa Kaplan. That is hauntingly chilling, dude. Hauntingly chilling. I love that. It was so beautiful. So good. I don't know. I don't know what it is about that version, but I and obviously that's like, you know, the mixed with uh, a a more original tune there with Oh Christmas Tree. But that's actually the main theme from Dead Rising 4. Was it? I didn't play Dead Rising 4. I think I I think think Dead Rising 4. Dead Rising 4 is centered all around Christmas and it's the coolest freaking thing. Like there there is some amazing music. And spoiler alert, Dead Rising 4 is the game that I had to pick twice from on the episode today. Later on in the show, you're going to hear another amazing piece of music from Dead Rising 4. Uh, they, they just have some incredible, incredible compositions of Christmas music in this actual game. And just great you know, going ca- around. Great character, gr- great first name. Frank. Frank. <laughs> yeah, no. But, you know, just going around <laughs> no. and slaughtering yeah, no. zombies, slaughtering zombies in and around Christmas time was uh, was a freaking blast, man. Dead Rising 4 is a fun game. Surprised you checked out on that one. I didn't like three, so that kind of made me check out. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, man, that 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 like rendition of that track literally just haunted my soul. Like, I, I will never be able to forget that version, I think. Like, I just love it that much. I'm, I'm, I'm going to add this to my Christmas playlist. I've been t- I told Brian that I've been listening to a lot more Christmas music just this time of year, like on my drive home. So this is getting added. You know, there's that, that YouTube channel that does like dark versions of Christmas carols. Have you seen that before? Where no. it's like, yeah, I'll have to send it to you. Uh, I'll do that after we record after we finish this. But yeah, you're really going to like it. It's, it's really cool. It reminds me a lot of that. So I'll, I'll send that to you when we're done. But our next track is a fun track from a game that literally everybody used to play like 10, 12 years ago. It's specifically the first version, but this version as well. See if you remember this one, Frank. From Elf Bowling Hawaiian yes. Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> this is theme music.
was theme music from Elf Bowling Hawaiian Vacation, released here in North America on July 9th, 2008 for PC. I believe it was a freeware game even, was it not? I don't think they actually charged for these games. I think it was a Flash I've, I've, game. I've never played for this game, but I know we've all played this game. But I think it was a Flash game. I think it like people like it was literally just found on websites and literally people just uh, uploaded it on like I don't remember actually this ever releasing like officially for money. I always just remember it being on websites that we could just play it on like um what were some of those popular like websites back in that you were used to be able to play Flash? I can't remember some of what they were, but like Good there were websites, things like that. Yeah, but there were websites that you know used to just be able to play Flash games because this was always done in Flash. I even think didn't CNET used to have a lot of games up? Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. It's been it's been so long, even though it's only been what like ten years? Eleven years. July 9th, two thousand eight. This came out. Uh, again, I could not find the composer because it's just literally a flash game. I couldn't find any any credits on this. Not even the developer. <laughs> could not find any freaking credits on Elf Bowling Hawaiian Vacation. It was an actual gift from Santa. Yeah, an actual gift from Santa. But do you remember how popular these freaking games were? The original Elf Bowling and then Hawaiian Vacation, the add-on? Yeah, and then didn't they spin off from there into Polar Bowler? Yeah, absolutely they did. And I think that ended up getting like, I think that ended up on like Microsoft uh, platforms, like as legit things. Uh, like I think it did. Side. Yeah, I absolutely think it did. Uh, and, and the reason that these games, uh, Mumbo Jumbo is the developer. I, I, I see that now, but I, I can ease like these games were addicting. And there's a reason that they were so popular. They are kind of fun to play. It's fun. It's it, it just the little elves laughing at you when you mess up. Yeah. And you get to, you know, play as Santa throwing bowling balls and coconuts at elves dressed as bowling pins. <laughs> it's a humorous game, man, that literally doesn't take much time to play and, and doesn't take that much skill. It, it's, it's a fun game to get into. And, and it does kind of get you in the holiday spirit, especially the original Hawaiian vacation. You know, it's more like a tropical feel, obviously, in Hawaii. And they, they went a little bit away from the old Christmassy setting. But the original Elf Bowling is in the North Pole. And uh, it definitely, definitely gets you in the mood. But I like this track more from the Hawaiian vacation expansion. I thought it was cool. Some good stuff. Yeah. Fun track. Fun track. I'm definitely in the Christmas mood right now. Oh, me too, man. Me too. And, and thank God, because, you know, it is Christmas Day. So, <laughs> We should be in the Christmas mood. If ever the day. I am breaking my diet so hard today, guys. You have no idea. Oh, yeah. I don't know exactly what we're doing. We normally do a roast on, on Christmas, but I don't know if we're doing a, uh, a roast this year or not. Jessica and her mom actually, as a time of recording, are currently out grocery shopping, figuring out what we're doing for dinner this uh, year. It's roast beef, ham, lasagna, stuffed shells, um, and, and whatever I decide to bring up. I know those at least. That's going to be good stuff. Yeah, you're, you're gaining I, some pounds. You're gaining some pounds today. <laughs> I, I, I will be waddling back to my apartment. You're gaining some pounds today. <laughs> All right, man, let's move to a game that I know you and I both really do enjoy. From Clay Fighter 63 and a third. This is Santa Toy Factory. Thank you. 
And that was Santa Toy Factory from Clay Fighter 63 and a third, released here in North America on October 23rd, 1997 for the Nintendo 64. That was composed by Richard Band and Rick Jackson. That is, dude, that is upbeat, festive stuff right there. I remember finding out that Santa was going to be in the, the Clay Fighter. And just being over the friggin' moon. Because um, this game had. I freaking love this game, dude. Because this game had a, lot, had a couple other big cameos. It had Boogerman and Earthworm Jim. Yeah, it absolutely did. Yep. I like how that track, it feels like there's a lot of like Flight of the Bumblebees in there as well. I don't know if you kind of picked up on that oh, while oh, listening oh, the, to it. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. It definitely feels inspired by that, but I can see. Do you remember the Flintstones Christmas episode where Fred becomes Santa and they go to the North Pole to get more gifts and the elves are in the workshop making the gifts and that you hear the and you hear like the music going on in like Santa's yes. toy shop like that kind of like because this name of this track is Santa Toy Factory. I could totally picture the elves just like getting down and wrapping gifts and making gifts to this music, man. I really and, and I know that Santa Claus in Clay Fighter is, you know, more like evil and evil. in nature. <laughs> yeah, not necessarily like a good guy, but I can totally hear this being like a an upbeat, festive, good track for the North Pole and Santa's toy shop and, and just being something that the elves really enjoy listening to while making toys. I don't know. That's kind of the, the inspiration that I get from it. You know, but you, you mentioned the, the uh, Flintstones. For me, it is not officially Christmas until I see the Christmas uh, commercial for Fruity Pebbles. Okay. Yeah. Love that one. Season's greetings in our bowls. Give me Fruity Pebbles in my bowl. Oh, oh here comes you know who. Yum it up a Fruity Licious too. They still play it every year. Just like they do, they play the M&M's one with uh, the... Santa? They do exist. He does, he does exist. Exactly. Yep, they do that. And the uh, the Hershey Kisses. Bum, bum, ba, ba, da, ba, bum, bum, ringing the bells. That, that, and, it's, and in Campbell's Soup with the the little snow, the boy goes out and comes a snowman, drinks a soup, and then he comes yep. back to... Yep. Ugh. Those four. Those four. That's they've been around. They've been around since the late 80s and early 90s, and they still play those commercials every single year. They just they evoke my childhood, and I love it. I'm so grateful they play, they still play these commercials. I believe that they've they've now made them HD though. Like the the commercials have been kind of redone, so they don't look. You know, back in the day, they looked kind of yeah. like crap on on our TVs. <laughs> but man, I love Christmas commercials. I love Christmas specials. We just talked a lot about Christmas this past week on the uh, on the Max Level podcast. If you want to go check that out. Uh, you know, we talked about our gaming traditions in and around the holidays. We answered a question from a uh, loyal listener, Bedroth, about is Die Hard really a Christmas movie or not? We got off on several tangents. It was a much different the is yes. kind of show. It was. It was. Yes. But the answer is the, the show was a much different kind of podcast this week because there wasn't a whole lot happening in the gaming industry, obviously being around the holiday time. So we, we took it upon ourselves to just have some fun about Christmas. So, so go check that episode out if you're interested in that. But Frank, I think it's time we move on to our next track. We're going to go to the Game Boy Color. Okay. From Santa Claus Jr. This is World 4 theme.
And that was World 4 Theme from Santa Claus Jr. Released here in North America on December 1st, 2001 for the Game Boy Color. That was composed by Alistair Brimble and Will Davis. Two guys that we, uh, especially Alistair Brimble, we've talked heavily about during our Amiga episodes. Uh, Will Davis, I think that might be the first time we've mentioned him. But I know Alistair Brimble's been mentioned several times in the show before, specifically during those Amiga episodes. I definitely read it correctly, though, with it being a, a British composer. Yeah, you thought it had some like Tim Fallon inspiration behind definitely. it. I could definitely, I could definitely hear why you thought that. Yeah, Santa Claus Jr. is a platform game for the Game Boy Color. It features a little boy called Nick, Saint Nick, maybe little Saint Nick, <laughs> little Saint Nick, Saint Nick, whose uh, job is to find all presents Santa Claus lost when the evil witch caught him. So he must defeat the witch and free Santa Claus so that Christmas can Slabofana? commence. Yeah. He's got a uh, save Santa, save Santa Claus, so that Christmas can commence as usual. Uh, very uh, an- another upbeat track. I like that a lot of the music in and around these games about Christmas and about Santa Claus. If they're not traditional Christmas carols, most of them are very upbeat, and I think that makes total sense for the holiday season. Yeah, I mean, it is upbeat time of year. It's all about family and you know Jesus, joy, and you know peace on earth, and just being happy and. Like that that's what this music elicits for me is like just, you know, these happy feelings like, you know, let's go save Christmas. Let's let's have some fun. Now, um, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but um, you said the game or I said La Bafana because uh, a witch. Now, are, are you familiar with the, the whole Italian Christmas witch? I'm not. No. So, uh, yeah, uh, every culture has their own little different Christmas things. Like, I believe the Germans have uh, Belchnickel. Belchnickel, uh, yes. Who, who, who you may have seen on the, on the office with, uh, with yeah, Dwight. Yeah, I was going to say who Dwight dressed up as on the office. Yeah. Are, are you ambitious and admirable? Uh, oh, yeah. In, in Italy, their thing is uh, Bafana. She's an old Christmas witch who would leave presents in the. You, you would put your shoes out on the, by the front door and, and she leaves a I've treats. heard of this. Okay. So, yeah, it's it, it's her name comes from. Uh, it's instead of Christmas Eve, it's the Epiphany Eve, which is right around the same time. Um, so, that, that, so Italian Christmas has that. We also have Dominic the donkey, but that is a separate thing altogether. I like Nestor, the long-eared donkey. Is that a Christmas character or no? Yeah, it's a Christmas from uh, Rankin Bass. It's actually oh, Jessica. That's right. Jessica, wow. ha- Jessica hates that one. Like, you know, she thinks it's cute, but she hates it because it's really sad. <laughs> it's a really sad Christmas special. Because, you know, Nestor gets abused and, like, you know, treated poorly because he has long ears and people make fun of him. And then him and his mom get thrown out and she lays on top of him because it's cold outside and snowing and she ends up, like, freezing to death and dying. And he lives on, like, it's a really sad Christmas special. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody! But no, I, 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 I enjoy it for what it is. It's meant to, like, tell a story and, and make a point and it, it does what it, it set out to do. Our next track on the episode today comes from an MMO, Ragnarok Online 2. The name of this one is Santa Claus Dungeon. Thank you. 
And that was Santa Claus Dungeon from Ragnarok Online 2, released here in North America on May 1st, 2013. That was composed by Yoko Kano. She's mostly an anime composer, having worked on IPs such as Ghost in the Shell and Cowboy Bebop, two things that uh, a lot of people might be familiar with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, uh, in terms of video games, she's known for the Nobunaga's Ambition series, which is kind of like part of the kind of Romance of the Three Kingdoms series and uh, the Cowboy Bebop games, obviously. I am so intrigued by this. I've never played Ragnarok Online 2. But I'm so intrigued by the, the the fact that there's a Santa Claus dungeon in this MMO. I need to know what this is about. I'm just I'm picturing like a lit up dungeon with like candy canes and all kinds of wintry fun. But now hearing this, it sounds like someone's hurt. Someone's hurting Santa Claus. I was going to say it definitely has more of a I, I don't want to say evil feel to it, but definitely more a little bit more sinister in the in the way that the music was composed. I, I definitely, obviously, because it's, you know, a dungeon, I could easily see there being enemies in here. And obviously, I'm assuming because it is an MMO that it is, you know, something that you go through and you're battling enemies and maybe either battling Santa Claus or maybe trying to save him. I'm not sure, but it has to be something that I'm I'm guessing takes place in and around the holiday season. I don't know if Ragnarok Online 2 is still in, in you know, operation or not. I don't know if this is something you can still go out and purchase or download and play, but I, I'm going to try to find a video of this and, and see exactly what the Santa Claus dungeon is about, because I, I'm so curious to, to figure out what this entails. I like the track. I like Yoko Kano's style. I think she's really talented. You know, I, I'm familiar with a lot of the music from Ghost in the Shell and Cowboy Bebop. I, I think she's a really talented composer, and I like what she did here with the entirety, not only with this track, but the entirety of the Ragnarok Online 2 soundtrack, because she did the entire thing by herself. I did pull up a YouTube video. They are fighting a giant monster with a Santa Claus hat on. Okay, so you're fighting against him. That's kind of what I thought, uh, but I wasn't that, sure. That, that is definitely not Santa. It looks more like a uh, a blue slime from uh, Dragon Quest, but it's a pink slime. Like a, but a pink slime. Maybe it's meant to be Santa, though. Maybe it's like a, their version of Santa. I sure hope not. Okay, because he is. Well, hey, actually, does work as Santa. It's big and fat and round. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can't complain. Exactly. If you're looking for a new all-purpose gaming-related podcast to listen to, look no further than the Max Level Podcast. Every Monday morning, four friends, and sometimes five, have a breakfast powwow about the hottest topics in gaming that week while discussing the games they've been spending time with over the past seven days. Featuring Brian, Frank, Sean, Kyle, and Dan from leveldowngames.com, there's never a down moment when it comes to pertinent information or laugh-out-loud moments. They'll break down upcoming games, hidden gems, and encourage listener participation through guessing games and questions. Find the Max Level Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere else you consume your daily podcasts. All right, Frank, we're going to move to a game that uh, we've talked a few times about here at BG Mania. I really do like the music on this one, and it's a it's a special game because it only ever released in Australia. Kind of gives you a little clue before we talk oh, about it. Oh, I know it. what we're talking about now. Yeah. <laughs> From Days Before Christmas, this is Stage Theme 4.
that was Stage Theme 4 from Days Before Christmas, released in Australia sometime in 1994. But as I mentioned, if you remember from past times, Days Before Christmas never officially released here in North America. That was composed by Ger Jalta, who's a Norwegian composer. Uh, he did the SNES version of the game. Kim Jensen scored the Sega Genesis version, but we obviously played the SNES version. I know the, the, the reason the reason why we didn't get it here is because you have to put it in your Super Nintendo upside down. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that might be that might have been a problem. Lo- 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 love you, Australian fans. <laughs> Published Bye. by Sunsoft <laughs> and uh, developed by Funcom. Frank, you mentioned that the music kind of sounded a bit like spooky or eerie. Yeah. And obviously, I've never played through Days Before Christmas, but I found a reason why that might be considered spooky or eerie, because there's a point in the game where it talks about here. The game's most remarkable feature is Santa's ability to turn into his evil twin, Anti-Claus. By drinking a cup of tea, Santa transforms into a blue-suited, devilish-looking version of himself. As Anti-Claus, Santa is invincible but unable to use his magic or open presence. His primary method of attack is swinging his sack of toys at enemies when Anti-Claus. So I wonder if maybe that's the track that plays when you become Anti-Claus. I don't know for sure. I don't know. That's why I don't drink tea either, because I just go around swinging my sack at people and, yeah, it's just not fun. Oh, I drink tea all the time, man. Green tea, like breakfast blend. Uh, Do you drink anti- coffee as well or no? No. See, I'm a coffee guy. All right. I, I, I will occasionally dabble in some coffee. Uh, I'm definitely not a hardcore coffee drinker, though. Uh, literally probably less than like 10 or 20 cups in a year. Wow. Um, whenever Jessica makes coffee, I usually, you know, I might ask her to make me a cup as well. Every now and then we'll get a coffee from like Dunkin Donuts or Starbucks or something. But I'm generally not huge into coffee, though. I do like coffee. I really do. I just don't drink it that often. But I'm definitely more of a tea person. Uh, I, I especially like like the chamomile tea before going to sleep because it does help me fall asleep faster. I don't know. I've just generally really, really, really gotten into teas uh, because they're so healthy for you. And I, I do think they're quite tasty. But I really wish we would have gotten Days Before Christmas here in the U.S. because the game just it looks like so much fun. And you're literally getting to play as Santa Claus trying to save Christmas from this evil mouse that has stolen all of the presents in the world and cursed them. And, uh, you, you know, you get to go through these various different levels in and around Santa's workshop. It looks like a pretty freaking fun platforming game, one that I definitely back in 1994 would have probably fell in love with. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we love Christmas, so a Christmas game like that, we would have played the hell out of this. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's kind of far-fetched. Uh, it's an evil mouse who's running Christmas. I mean, why? You know, it seems more cat behavior, but, you know, neither here nor there. Well, I guess. I don't know. It could be an evil mouse. Who's to judge? Mice can be evil. No, because my favorite mouse's name is Mickey. Mickey's an evil mouse. Just look at South Park. Shh, don't say that. They own everything. They'll, they'll, they'll kill us all. <laughs> What you got next? <laughs> Let's move on to a fun track that I think everyone is going to really enjoy from Sam and Max episode 201, Ice Station Santa. This is The Creature Was Stirring. <laughs>
And that was The Creature Was Stirring. Another mouse reference, just like before. From Sam and Max, episode 201, Ice Station Santa, released here in North America on November 9th, 2007 for PC. That was composed by Jared Emerson Johnson, who would go on to score all of Telltale's games through the studio's closing. Uh, but he is coming back to do the composition for The Wolf Among Us 2, which nice. was recently confirmed to be back in development at the Game Awards a few weeks ago. I always really did enjoy the Sam and Max games, and I think that they've always had fantastic soundtracks. And another track that definitely has more of like an eerie undertone to it. And you pointed out even that there's definite elements of making Christmas from The Nightmare Before Christmas in that track. It's plain as day once you pointed it out. It's just it, you literally hear it there. It's a da, 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 which uh, was all throughout the entire, not just the making Christmas. That was all throughout. Monday all throughout Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, it's definitely Danny Elfman, and I and I have to assume that Jared Emerson Johnson was inspired by Danny Elfman when composing a lot of these tracks for Ice Station Santa because I love the Sam and Max series too. Me too. Me too. Me too. But a lot of the music that's found in this episode two hundred one is uh, it, it sounds very similar to what we just heard there with The Creature Was Stirring. So, yeah, dude, this is it's a really cool track, a really cool episode. This was released in and around Christmas time, and it was done as like a, a special one-off thing. And it was a, a, a fun little side story for Sam and Max. It was fun to play through. They need to re like, redo those games like from top to bottom and just put them out for me, and I'll play them all again. I agree, man. I think that they definitely need to go back to this franchise. It's it's something that is missing right now in the industry. And and I could see this doing really, really, really well if they brought it back. So hopefully that, they very will. that first one hit the road, man. Phen phenomenal game. I must have played that a dozen times. Yeah, me too. It's phenomenal. Like that, that game is really incredible. It really is. We're going to move to something now that is uh, very, very, very different from anything that we've heard okay. on the episode today. Yeah, it, we're, we're, we're going into the realms of your wub wubs and your dubsteps, Frank, because from Saints Row 4, this is the Xmas dubstep gun.
And that was Xmas Dubstep Gun from Saints Row 4, released here in North America on PC, PS3, and Xbox 360 on August 20th, 2013. That was composed by Malcolm Kirby Jr. Oh, yeah, I, know, I, I know about him. Um, he was a, a British wrestler. Huh? Or is that, uh, that's Martin Kirby. I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about, Frank. Oh, he, he's, he, he's, he's the pink guy who sucks up the, the monsters and gets our powers. No, that's, that's just Kirby. <laughs> oh. I, I like that, though, man. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm a fan of dubstep, and I like that, uh, you know, like the club mix of that had going on with it. But it, it still had a somewhat Christmassy feel to it, even though it was dubstep. It was definitely a Christmas song. I just can't place which Christmas song it is that was dubstepped into. Yeah, see, I don't even know. Like, I couldn't even tell that, that was, there was like a traditional Christmas song in there. It's uh, it's wherever the teddy bears have their picnic is themed against. I have no idea. I'm going to figure this out. It's going to drive me nuts. It's going to be something I, it's going to consume me for the next week or so. You'll hear. I don't know how answer. many songs are based on that teddy bears picnic either. You're, you're, you're going to hear my answer like two or three PG um, Manias from now when it finally clicks into my head. <laughs> Did you like Saints Row 4? I did. I did. <laughs> Literally, they had, the, they had the dubstep gun in the game. <laughs> yeah, they had a lot of, like, weird, wacky weapons. And, I mean, that's just really what Saints Row is, as a big, giant dildo for a freaking weapon. A purple one. <laughs> like, there's just a lot of crazy things in, in Saints Row 4. Uh, very wacky game, but they're they're so much fun to play. Kids, put your mom's lightsaber back. Yeah, they're so much fun to play. <laughs> I I hope that, you know, eventually we'll see a Saints Row 5. I know they, they keep kind of like putting new it's stuff out for Saints Row 4 and re-releasing Saints Row 4. But I, I do hope that uh, that Volition and, and Deep Silver are able to crank out a, a Saints Row 5. Uh, I think that, you know, in, in an era where GTA is, you know, where we're still waiting for the announcement of Grand Theft Auto 6, a Saints Row 5 would be very welcomed, I think, right now. So... Maybe that'll be even like within the first year or so of the next generation of consoles. I think it might do well. So we'll see. Hey, we'll it's a welcome see. place on my shelf. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, man. Let's move to a track from Too Crude. The name of this one is Fallout of Christmas. And that was Fallout of Christmas from Too Crude, released here in North America on May 11th, 1991 in local arcades. That was composed by three individuals. I have Asusahara, Hiroyaki Yoshida, and Tatsuya Kinochi. 
Too Crude was a beat-em-up, kind of in the uh, same series as Bad Dudes, published okay. by Data East, one of our favorite companies. They're the best, number one. I've never had an issue with them. I know Frank likes to make fun of them, but... They stuck! We've uh, we, we've played, a, I want to say, another additional track or two from Too Crude. It has a uh, interesting soundtrack. What I like about Fallout of Christmas from this game is that if you didn't know it, you wouldn't be able to tell that was a Christmas track. It sounds like a regular traditional beat-em-up track. Yeah. Like, there's no Christmassy thing about that. But Too Crude Man, like, literally has Santa Claus in the game. <laughs> and that's the point about every game that we're playing today. Every single one of these games has Santa Claus as a cameo character, a playable character, an NPC. Like, he is in there somewhere. And it's really freaking cool how many, uh, you know, like, again, there's, there's not that many Santa Claus games out there. But there was just enough for us to put together a playlist of, of some pretty damn good music. Damn you, Santa, for filling our hearts with joy and our homes with toys. And our arcades with amazing games like Too Crude from Data East. And damn you for delivering Data East games to us because they're the worst. What's wrong with some lovable Data East, Frank? Bad dudes. Too Crude. Professional wrestling. Yeah! Tag team wrestling! Tag team wrestling. Yeah, it's bad. Data East. May, may they burn in the fiery pits of hell. For all eternity. That tag team wrestling jingle has been at the end of every single BG Mania since our Data East episode. Because you hate me, that's why. Because it's good, and it's a great closing jingle. And speaking of jingle, check out your local Animal Crossing town on Christmas. And make sure you get that jingle furniture. I actually shouldn't boot mine up, I'm missing one piece. <laughs> Alright man, let's move on to a lot of spooky games, and not necessarily spooky games, but... Spooky tracks, but this one, definitely a spooky game. From Carnival, this is Krampus. was Krampus from Carnival, released here in North America on October 31st, 1998. Not Christmas, but Halloween. Again, in local arcades. We went back-to-back -back arcade cabinets yeah. there. That was composed by Kevin Quinn and Jason Blachowiak. 
This was a rail shooter. And if you remember, Frank, back in like the uh, mid, late, even early 2000s, rail shooters were incredibly popular in arcades. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Do you remember Carnival? I do remember Carnival. Um, I don't remember there being a Christmas spot in this game. Yeah, there's an entire Christmas area. Maybe, maybe I didn't play that far into it with the, my quarters. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just remember, like this. This definitely had a a more like big top circusy feel to it. No. But Krampus definitely was in the game and it was really freaking cool. I, I distinctly remember watching not not playing, but watching. I was not that good at this game, but I remember standing around the arcades. I think it was at our local Kahunaville at the time. And uh, I remember the, just standing around watching these two guys play. They were phenomenal at this game, but watch them from start to finish. And dude, freaking cool as hell game. And uh, definitely, definitely had me spooked out at times. I love the character of Krampus in general. Like, wh yeah, what a me too. What a crazy Christmas tradition. He's going to come take the naughty children away and eat them. Sounds like so you. Uh, if you dip them in ranch and deep fried <laughs> <No>. them, maybe. <laughs> yeah, man, I like that. Even though that, you know, it is a, it, it's kind of like inspired by Krampus. It's kind of Christmassy. But you still have some circus elements in there as well. And I think that makes total sense for uh, for Carnival. So a great track. Yeah, really cool. Really like that one a lot. Let's get some more evil up in here. I'm excited to move to this next one because, Frank, you and I are huge fans of this franchise. And it's it's one that really does need to return from Gex 3 Deep Cover Gecko. This is totally Scrooged.
And that was Totally Scrooged from Gex 3 Deep Cover Gecko, released here in North America on March 23rd, 1999 for the PlayStation. That was composed by three individuals, John Baker, Jim Hedges, and Burke Treishman. Gex 3 had a entire area dedicated to Christmas. Yes. And if you remember, there was a uh, Santa Claus that used to stand back there and throw presents at you. And you used to try to have to like hit him and uh, you, uh, defeating him was part of that level. Uh, I really miss the Gex games. Obviously, we, we talk about this sometimes, but, you know, Gex 1, 2 and 3 were some great games back in the day. I know they weren't like, you know, they didn't light up the charts. They weren't phenomenal experiences, but they were perfect representations of the time period of the late 90s. <laughs> I think that they could like, very pop culture. So like, if they made them nowadays, they could capitalize on all this meme culture. Yeah, they could do so much. Like, it's it's one of those franchises that you, like, sit there and I scratch my head, like, why isn't this a thing? Because it, it reminds me a lot of, like, you know, how, how South Park, how Matt and Trey capitalize on meme culture and capitalize on the stupidity of everything that's going on. Gex could totally do that, too. And you could support this with DLC and you can keep this going forever. Yeah, like, there, there really is an endless amount of content. You just turn on the news any given day. You have content for... For a new Gex game. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes, I, I really do hope that this series comes back at some point. But man, what a great track this is. Very, very festive. It's basically an amalgamation of so many different Christmas carols. Obviously, we heard the traditional jingle bells that we hear in a lot of Christmas music that we've played before on BG Mania. But you even had some like Frosty the Snowman in there as well. Yeah, there was Frosty. There was a little Rudolph. Every, everybody had a little bit of up in there. Yeah, very very cool for a level that uh, you know is is oftentimes remembered as one of the better like holiday design levels in a, in a game. So uh, a really fun track, really is. I quickly want to talk about leveldowngames.com. If you're unfamiliar, we do more than just audio podcasts. All of our content can be found on our main home on the internet, including new weekly episodes of both Max Level and BG Mania, alongside reviews for the newest release games and accessories, anything we produce on our YouTube channel, and daily news stories. So please, if you aren't a regular visitor of leveldowngames.com, consider bookmarking it now and checking it out every so often. It would really mean a lot to all of us and help us out so much as we continue to grow. Podcasts, of course, can always be found on your favorite podcast app of choice every Monday morning for Max Level and every Wednesday morning for BG Mania. Frank, I'm excited to move to this next one, though, because I think let me scratch that. I know this is my favorite track on the episode today from okay. Christmas Nights into Dreams. Oh, what? This is the acapella version of Dreams Dreams. Someone like me in my dreams. 
was the acapella version of bum, Dreams bum. Dreams from You Are the Bum Bum Guy <laughs> from uh, Christmas Nights into Dreams, released as a promotional sampler disc for Nights into Dreams during the holiday season of 1996 for the Sega Saturn. That was originally composed by Tomoko Sasaki, with the chorus arranged by Marlon D. Saunders. Vocals on the track were done by Marlon Saunders, Gabriel Morris, and Issa Clemen. Not sure which one of those was the bum bum guy, but Frank was really digging the bum bums. Bum bum. <laughs> Marlon Sanders has worked with Sega on a few projects, actually, including the Sonic Adventure games and Fantasy Star Universe. He is a professor of voice 
at Berkeley College of Music, which, if you remember from last week, we played an opera track that also featured a professor from the same college. I just don't remember her name. I remember her last name was Hart because you tried making a stupid joke about Melissa Joan Hart and Jimmy Hart. I don't make stupid <laughs> jokes about anything. No, but, might have been, uh, Mar- might have been Mar- Jennifer. Might have been Jennifer Hart, but I'm, I'm not exactly sure. On this that. is Marlon Sanders. Marlon Saunders. Because I know his I know his uncle Harlan Sanders makes a delicious no. fried chicken. No, and his, and his brother Dion Sanders didn't used to play football, Frank. Prime time. <laughs> how amazing is that track now how amazing is that you took my, my my part three of my joke you are you're in my head and i don't like it well because you only come up with dumbass things to say <laughs> wow i bring the ruckus okay I literally get goosebumps listening to that version. That was, that was awesome. That, that is incredible. They Those three guys together are phenomenal on that track. Like the, their harmonies, the way that they're able to synchronize everything. Uh, very boys to men. It's it's such a great freaking I track. I a little coolie high harmony there. Yeah, freaking great track, man. And, you know, anytime Christmas Nights into Dreams has an incredible soundtrack anyway. But this track right here, man, it's it's one of the standout ones for me. It's it's such a good piece of music. Like that stands alone by itself. I'd listen to that any day of the week. They should make more Christmas versions of games like Christmas I for Christmas. Like this was just a sampler disc, like a promotional sampler disc to try to drum up interest in Nights in the Dreams around the holiday season of 1996. I wish more more things would do that. That's so cool. Could you imagine like a Christmas Link to the Past? Oh, man, I'm imagining it now. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas Persona 5 Dancing Dreams. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'd play that too. Oh, man. You're right. They definitely need to do that more often. It'd be it'd be really cool if they did. It would be really cool if they did. So That's it. We're forming a game studio. <laughs> All right, man. We've got three tracks left on the episode today. We're going to move to another MMO. Okay. From World of Warcraft, this is the Winter Vale music.
And that was the Winter Veil music from World of Warcraft, released here in North America on November 23rd, 2004. So we're talking vanilla Warcraft. That was composed by the wonderful Jason Hayes. That track is so special to me. Uh, obviously, if you listen back to our Max Level podcast this past Monday, we talked about our gaming traditions, as we mentioned earlier on in the show. One of mine is that every single year around the holidays, I make sure that I log into World of Warcraft and participate in the Winter Vale, doing all the new quests that they add, getting all the new like pets and cosmetics and gifts. But this music playing is is a very special feeling to me. Uh, you know, I've done that for Warcraft being out for 15 years now. I've missed two Wintervale events when I was taking breaks from the game. So I've done this 13 times. And just when that like light chorus kicks in, you know, that that one spot in the song where, you know, a voice can slightly be heard. It's very angelic and it's very like a it, it, it's high reaching to me. And it almost sounds like a like their version of Silent Night, but not exactly the traditional Silent Night. And it really, again, is able to make me somewhat emotional. I absolutely adore this track. Does this have anything to do with Arthas or no? No, no, it just actually like, like, like him in the Frozen Throne, all the fun stuff like that, you know? Yeah, no, I can kind of see where you're where you're thinking on that. But yeah, it has nothing to do with that. Uh, the, this track actually plays in the vicinity of Great Father Winter. And like there's usually always like a big snow globe set up there where you can go in there and it like it makes you into a gnome and you're like floating around the snow globe and like the Christmas trees there and all the presents and people are usually gathered around that spot just like doing Christmassy things. Uh, this music plays like right there. Once you leave that vicinity, the music fades away. Like it literally is just right in that spot. And it's always such a cool thing, man. It's 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 a cool thing that Blizzard does every single year. I like it a lot. <laughs> Great Father Christmas has like a, a burst effect of music. That's pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, very, very fun. But we have two tracks left and I want to move now to our second track from Dead Rising 4. The name of this one is Sugar Plum Toy Shop. Thank you. 
was Sugar Plum Toy Shop from Dead Rising 4, released here, if you forgot, from earlier on in the show, in North America, December 6, 2016, for PC, Xbox One. PS4 eventually saw it later on December 5th, 2017. That was originally composed by Tchaikovsky, but it was arranged for Dead Rising 4 by Traz Damji. I have always been a fan of this track. That was my nickname in high school. Trust Damji? No. I was always a fan of this track, man. I like Tchaikovsky, first of all. I think he's a great composer, a Russian-born composer, you know, actually composed some amazing stuff back in his day. I've always been a fan of this track. It's a good one, man. Like, uh, that's the uh, the Sugar Plum Family, correct? Yeah, I, I like the Nutcracker in general. I think it's an awesome ballet. So I I generally like a lot of the music from it. And this particular track has always been one of the standouts, I think, from that entire thing. It's iconic. You see it in every commercial. But, yeah, I kind of want to check out Dead Rising 4. Maybe just watch some video gameplay of it so I can say that I experienced it. Oh, super cool game, man. Like I said, super cool game. Did you watch the um, the the Nutcracker movie from what was it like two years ago? I had met two. The Four four Realms or whatever the hell it was called. I I had something to do with like like a string and. Yeah, it was the Nutcracker and the Four Realms or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but uh, very, very artistically and visually beautiful film. Kind of a, you know, like a silly plot, as you would expect from a movie like that. But uh, the 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 movie was a treat for the eyes like that was really cool. A lot of the colors that they used, a lot of the visuals that they used. It was a beautiful film. I, I enjoyed it for that aspect alone. Um and this is a great version of this. Obviously, this is not the original version. This is a version arranged for the game played on an accordion. And it sounds freaking awesome, dude. I love that. I tell you, every time I hear the accordion, I just think of my grandpa, man. So it definitely takes me, you know, it just it takes me back to just you know, when I was a kid and him playing. I only learned, ever learned to play like two or three songs. And this definitely wasn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, because this would have been awesome if he could have played this. Yeah, hell yeah. I would have danced around more and I probably would have lost weight. It wouldn't be so fat. See, it's all your fault, Grandpa. <laughs> You're the reason that I look like Santa Claus now. Nah, it's because I like to eat. It's delicious. But at least you're losing it all now, Frank. At least you're losing all the weight. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. Christmas miracle, but then you won't be able to dress up as Santa anymore. And I know that's going to uh, break your heart. That's all right. I'll find other reasons to have people's wives sit on my lap. Oh! <laughs> All right, man, I am excited to close out with this track. It's not from a game that I generally would even enjoy playing. You know, I liked watching people play it on Twitch when it was super popular. I liked watching Kyle one, play it. It's the number one most ongoing game of the year. Mm, I don't think so. No, I'm just For- saying things. Think, think Fortnite is. I was just throwing words together and seeing what I can land. Um, we're going we're gonna to close out this episode where we took a look at music from games featuring cameos in some way from Santa Claus. With a track by the name of Hollow Day, that's H-O-L-O dash day, Hollow Day bash event theme from Apex Legends. They just added this in the game literally like two weeks ago. We saw the trailer during the Game Awards. It was actually a live thing. They actually did that in-game live during the Game Awards. That wasn't actually a pre-produced trailer. I I, I thought it was called like Mirage Fest or something like that. It's yeah, but it's also called like the the holiday bash as well. But they're 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 doing it all around the same thing. All the uh, the maps are Christmassy themed. You can get these character skins that look like characters from Christmas, which is how Santa Claus appears in the game. And we have this track that is very 
rocking. It, you know, heavy guitars reminds me a lot of like what you would hear from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And it even sounds very similar to that at certain points in the song. I really do like this, man. I think it's it's a, it's a phenomenal composition. Uh, Apex Legends released here in North America on February 4th, 2019. This particular track is composed by Stephen Barton. It's incredible. Stephen Barton was the name of my middle school health teacher. Your middle school crush? No. Uh, and you're going to regret saying that because my middle school health teacher... Um, also was recently arrested. I saw him on the news for, <laughs> for, for diddling kids. Well, are you sure he wasn't your middle school crew? No, I'm just kidding. That's terrible. <laughs> no, this is a different Stephen Barton, Frank. <laughs> We're not going to associate that with him. Uh, Stephen Barton, I, I, I'm not familiar with him in terms of like actual game compositions, but... I, man, I really enjoy this. And Apex Legends has some some good music in it in general. But something about this is just insanely epic. You guys are going to really enjoy this. Stick around. Make sure you listen to the entire thing as we close out. It's, it's a great track. But Frank, I think that's going to bring us to the close of the show this week. Unless you have anything else to say before we get on out of here and enjoy the rest of this Christmas day. Just a uh, Merry Christmas from uh, mine to yours. Um, you know, 2020 is going to be great. I look forward to hanging out with you all, all 2020. Yeah, absolutely. 2020 is going to be phenomenal. Uh, we have some amazing episodes planned over this next calendar year. I know several of them off the top of my head. The calendar is pretty much booked through like April so far. So there is a little bit of leeway. We obviously do move things around as need be, but our schedule looks pretty damn good right now. If I do say so myself coming up for the next couple months, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Do not forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links in that description box you will find a link to our discord server click it join it interact with us we want to have more interaction in our discord server with all of you uh it would be a lot of fun to have more conversations we have several of you in there already but let's try to get as many people as possible don't forget to listen to yesterday's bonus episode radio hour volume 30 but next week it's the first episode of 2020 and in fact it's January 1st, 2020. I don't have anything special planned, but I have a special franchise for us to kick off the new year, Frank. We've yeah. neglected a franchise heavily on BG Mania. We've only played like two or three tracks of this entire franchise, and there's 11 games in this series, plus many spinoffs. So to kick off 2020, we're going to make things right on January 1st by taking a listen to the first three games, games one, game two, and game three from Dragon Quest slash Dragon Warrior. Nice. It's finally time for us to start getting into the Dragon Quest games. Back then on the NES, they were known as Dragon Warrior, but we'll, we're just calling them Dragon Quest to keep things, you know, straight by the way things are now. So next week, Dragon Quest one, two, and three right here on BG Mania. 
Taking us out of this episode once again, we have the Holiday Bash event theme from Apex Legends, again composed by Stephen Barton. Keep the music playing, keep it loud, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays.